Hello and welcome to I Am. I'm David Andrade. How many times have we said or been told, why won't you just listen to me? Or why do I have to keep repeating myself when someone keeps doing the same thing over and over again, including us? And after years of pleading with someone to change their detrimental habits, still no resolve. Someone or we will just not listen. Or we will keep repeating ourselves, hoping the recipient of our wisdom finally listens and steadfastly moves forward in life, but most likely not. Why won't you just listen to me? How many times have we been told this by someone who was looking out for the best of us, who knew that if we could correct this one issue, things could transition to resolution and accomplishment? How many times were we all given great advice and didn't listen or put it on the back shelf? How many times have we told someone the same phrase after watching someone make the same negative move over and over again and we decided to interject with our wisdom for that advice to fall by the wayside? Repeat this phrase the way you have used it on someone. Why won't you just, and then fill in the blank. For example, why won't you just clean up after yourself? Or why won't you just be early instead of always being late? Or why won't you just finish what you started? Then after we repeat these questions hundreds of times, we then follow up with the next brilliant phrase, how many times do I have to tell you? Or why do I have to keep repeating myself? Or why are you not listening to me? The question is why? Why won't people just listen? Why won't we just listen to advice that could save us from years of frustration and stagnation? Because constructive advice is not who we subconsciously believe we are. They won't, and we won't follow their constructive instructions either. Why? It is not that we won't hear. It's that we actually don't have the subconscious neuroprogramming to absorb it and utilize it and act on it on a long-term basis. We have to drill this down to the antecedent to its root to understand it. Is it that we are stubborn? We don't care? We hate someone else's advice? For the most part, no. When we command someone to follow our instructions because we believe we know better, we are basically telling them to change to someone they are not. When someone commands us to do something different than what we are comfortable doing, our mind reads this as trying to be forced to change. And our subconscious despises that. In turn, the battle begins. The forced instructions will battle the opposing side's subconscious, and the subconscious almost always wins, good or bad. We have all concluded that someone will not listen to us or we won't listen to someone advising us as mere instructions and words to ponder. How many of us have thought about how we all emotionally construct our responses to advice? We don't. We just stay in frustration only to continue to repeat and never trying to truly understand why. We hope continued action in the wrong direction will at some point lead us down the right path. We all don't listen to advice at some point, 
or put the advice into temporary accomplishments because of our I am or identity, because of our ring of life. So please listen to this advice. It is poignant and pertinent. If the information we are giving or receiving is not part of our identity, our ring of life, who we subconsciously believe we are, it will not be accepted or will not be acted upon. This is not just an emotional reason per se, but a biochemical reason which makes up the paths of the emotional direction we will take. If we want to move in the right direction, this is simply done by giving our mind a specific I am to follow. Thus, a new neurological pathway will be installed. The advice being given and the resolutions to achieve are not built within one's identity or I am. So, in turn, there will be no move to accomplish, or one will accomplish for a short term and then revert back into one's ring of life or comfort zone. When you tell someone, why won't you just clean up after yourself, and they continually don't, you are reinforcing what they already believe on a subconscious level, that they are unorganized and not tidy. Their subconscious definition is, I am unorganized, not tidy. In turn, they will be messy because the subconscious has to maintain the identity of being messy. Being clean and organized is not a definition in their subconscious. They could be organized in other parts of their life, but this particular area they are not. Even the individual is not completely aware of why they won't follow through with expanding advice or willing to become more organized and clean. After being repeatedly lambasted for being unorganized and messy, the individual will become organized and clean for a short period of time. Then after this attempt at scaling the mountain of cleanliness, this mountaineer stumbles back to the messy earth that one is comfortable in. Then the next step will be to blame themselves for not following through, for not having willpower, or for being a procrastinator. So in turn, by beating ourselves up, we reinforce what we are trying to overcome. Here's an example of a person taking on the mechanics of cleaning up their room after being told to do so. The person decides to take action to change their habits of having a messy room to a clean room. So the bed is fixed, clothes are picked up off the floor, cleans the bathroom, does a bit of laundry, but does not believe he or she subconsciously is organized but only believes the actions will resolve the problem. Many so-called life-changing programs teach this, to continue an action until you change. But attempted forced change based on actions alone is finite and leads to exhaustion and finally giving up. So after about a week of going through the mechanics of having a clean room, they slowly revert back to having a messy room of being unorganized. In turn, after you witness some resolve to the messy situation and you hope the individual's cleanliness is the new future, you then start to slowly see the messy room again. And you will now go back to repeating the same words over and over again, hoping they will change their habits of being messy. They won't. Because the mechanics of cleaning was the focus, not the redefining of identity. We can express vigorously to the top of our lungs. Others can scream at us to the top of their lungs, and yet nothing will happen on a long-term basis. We will all revert back to par, to our maximum of our identity, 
to the maximum of our beliefs, to our defined I am. If the advice being given does not exist within our or someone's identity, it will not be fully accepted but merely acted upon. It will follow the proverbial in one ear out the other. Understand that this is not emotional per se, as I previously mentioned, but it is biochemical. It is a biological process that we have established that will now dictate our actions, our subconscious behavior, and we can choose to alter this at any moment in time. We or others do hear the information being so graciously and supportively being given us. But will we act on it? Will we embrace it? Will we or others apply it on a long-term basis? Not until it becomes part of our identity, our ring of life, part of our I am, or until it is recorded as part of our subconscious identity. Remember from my book, your life is basically a recording and playback. What you record and believe consistently will be consistently played back as a habit. Before we decide to give advice, do we ever take into consideration who the receiver of our suggestions believe they are? We don't, because we have never thought about this. We merely continue to repeat ourselves over and over again hoping at some point a trigger will fire and the person will finally decide to choose to take action in a new direction and add this action to one's identity. Do we ever say or ask the person, you did this for a reason, who do you believe you are? We don't. Instead, we quickly say, why do you keep doing this? Or why don't you just listen? Or why are you being stubborn? Or why won't you just stop doing what you were doing? Even if you do not or cannot get a clear answer, you can witness the answer. If something is being done on a continual basis, it is subconscious belief, good or bad. It is a habit that is written within one's ring of life. Remember from my book or audiobook that we will never live beyond our identity or our ring of life until we choose to expand our identity our ring of life, by defining who we are, not who we want to be, but who we are. The fastest way I found was by perfectly defining our I am. Not who we want to be in the future, but who we are right now. And that person has to be the confident, powerful person you already are. Once you can find out how one defines oneself, then one can get a better understanding of how to move forward with suggestions of advancement. First, one must help one understand how one is defining oneself. Who are you? Who do you believe you are? Once you get an answer, you can start to see why one does what they do. Why do you do what you do? Who do you believe you are by doing what you are doing? Or an even better question is, who do you believe you are not? Witness the habit that is not conducive to positive movement, and you can easily see the belief. If one does not continually follow through, it is not following through that is the problem. It is a belief that the direction one is headed in is not part of an identity or within a ring of life, so in turn it will not be pursued on a continual basis, and will only be pursued partially, and then the actions reverse and back into the existing identity or ring of life. No advancement. 
same as you can see a belief of someone who continually succeeds. They believe they will accomplish, and they do so. They have a subconscious belief identity that has been neurologically wired for success. We all have this brilliant ability to redefine ourselves immediately. Will we be successful in some areas of our life, yet limited in other areas of our life? Of course we will. This is life. We define ourselves many times throughout our lives. We just don't understand why or how. Have you ever seen a smoker who went cold turkey and never smoked again? Have you ever witnessed someone that was overweight suddenly transform into the person they always wanted to be? Have you ever witnessed someone who was passionate about heavily drinking to suddenly stop to never drink again? The speed at which this occurred was because of choosing a clear definition of identity, a clear I am, no changing at all. Attempts at changing oneself is the hindrance to growth. Remember, choosing tells you that you already bear the ability. Changing tells you that you don't bear the ability, but you have to seek it outside of yourself. Choosing is immediate, just like the person who went cold turkey and stopped smoking overnight and never looked back. Choosing to define your I am in the present tense is immediate. Changing is staged for a future accomplishment, hopefully. Look at yourself also. If you are brilliant at attempting to correct others' actions, are you succeeding in your actions? Are you taking your own advice? Or are you distributing advice and you don't even see if you are achieving or not? Or do you know someone who continually is giving advice and directions and feels they are too busy to take their own advice? Again, the same problem. Identity, ring of life, and a clear definition of I am. In my book, I state that no one will ever live beyond their identity, their I am, their ring of life, until they decide to choose to expand into their pre-existing abilities. If you truly want to help someone, find out who they are and who they believe they are, no matter how small the negative action that is occurring. Or you can see the belief in someone, watch their actions. Where they stop is the maximum of their identity. If they won't do what you are saying or advise, they have reached the maximum of their belief in a specific area of their life. They will venture outside of it periodically, when demanded to, but never fully embrace it. Remember from my book that the job of the subconscious is to keep true the existing identity is to keep true one's belief, both good and bad. Help someone write a new neurological path that redefines their subconscious behavior. Teach someone to add a new ring of life by defining who they are first, who their I am is. Then take the action, mind before mechanics. As I stated in my book, you can't change your life, but you can choose your great one. I mentioned mind before mechanics, which is defined as belief before action. Action before belief can lead to more frustration with little long-term results. That is why belief before action creates long-lasting accomplishment by redefining one's subconscious existence. And all this takes place by never attempting to change someone. Remember, changing is living in attempt. Choosing is living in action. Keep moving your life forward by never using the word change while trying to advance but always using the words, I choose.
to open up your mind to the plethora of gifts given to you. The I am method is here to remove the idea of changing yourself and moving you into the immediate brilliance of choosing what you already possess. This is all about adding a new ring of life. This is about creating a new neurological pathway and structural alteration in the mind to start to create a new path to an ever-expanding identity. If you haven't yet, pick up a copy of my book or audiobook at www.immethod.com to get a better understanding of the power of these two simple words, I am. And please subscribe and share this podcast and help us grow our community of fantastic lives. Thank you and best of life. How you define your I am will either build you or break you. You can't change your life, but you can choose your inherent greatness. So please share this message and go out there and take a bite out of life.